Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Friday, September 23rd, and we are going to have a high of 19 degrees here in the Edmonton area today. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. In order to join in live, you're going to have to download a, a one particular app called Podbean. Um, that's how you get in live. That's how you join the chat like everybody else is. we got lots of investors slowly making their way in with their coffees this morning and saying hello and good morning in the chat. Plus, there is a call-in button. If you want to ask any questions, you can ask them in the chat or you can ask. You can click the call-in button and call in. <coughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> you can click that button, uh, call in and ask any questions you want or talk about any topics you want to talk about related to real estate investing. It's free coaching every morning. So take advantage of it, guys. Okay. All righty. Um, Oh, you ever, you ever just want to say something and then um, you forget what it was? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Okay. Is that happening? Me too. <laughs> me too. That's why you hear me flip my paper over. I gotta write notes while I'm talking because uh, I'll get I'll, we'll get on topics or we'll say something and then I'll forget to, what I was gonna say. Um, Check the, oh, I remember now. I, I, I wanted to apologize because there was someone who was um, who tried to call into the show late in yesterday's episode. And I think we were just, we had, we're trying to wrap up three different topics and, and it, just the timing wasn't good. So uh, whoever that person was, if you do want to call in, you know, please feel free to call in today or write your uh, comment uh, or question in the chat. Um if you put your questions in the chat, though, just just know that like there's lots of conversation going on in the chat every day, and while we're talking, it's hard for us to read all the comments. Sometimes, um, yesterday there was a oh god, I don't even know what the conversation was yesterday. It was something ridiculous, um, and I'm like, how did that even happen while we were talking about this? Yeah. So um, sometimes we do miss questions in the chats. Um, if we do miss it, feel free to, you know, just type it out again or try calling in, but we will get to your questions. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. And someone said no deal of the week again. That is correct. Yeah. Um, uh, apologies. Okay. Um, quick word from our sponsor before, uh, before we get into upcoming events. Absolutely. If you're listening to this podcast and you currently invest in Southwest Ontario or Alberta, you need to get on the DCI Properties Buyers List, like now. These guys have wicked deals for flippers and buy and hold investors. They know their numbers and they are really easy to work with. In speaking with their owner, their goal is to help investors get into properties that make them money. That's it, plain and simple. Don't wait, get on their list and start accessing these amazing deals today. Just go to www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta Buyers to access their off-market Alberta properties and www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers for their Ontario properties. It's just that easy. You betcha. 
Okay. Did the question about unlicensed trades ever get answered? I don't think so. I don't think so. I I, I don't think I wrote it I down. I don't recall either. that question. Uh, I believe it was Chris that asked it. Um, something related to is it <coughs> okay to do uh, to hire unlicensed trades? Um, yeah, I don't remember what the question was. So if that person does have the question and they want to repost it, you know, we'd love to have a look at that. Um, in, in all honesty, that that was a question that came up in the master's group last week, um, the master's mentorship group. And um, it's not something I'm 100% about. Um, and whether being licensed, like what are the, what are the risks of hiring someone that's not licensed? And is that like licensed with the city, you know, your local city or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Licensed not to be confused with insured. Yeah. Cause insured will cover them. Um, WCB is like a worker's compensation. So like in the event that they got hurt, you know, they have insurance. But insured and WCB are also different. That's why it's like the oh, okay. question needs to be very specific as to what, what they're looking at to have answered. Oh, okay. Our guys just have all of it. So I never looked into it any further. <laughs> But it's, you know, maybe that's a little ignorant on my part, you know, to not, but I, I tell you as a, as a real estate investor, as an entrepreneur, you know, as the CEO, it's not your responsibility to understand everything. Mm-hmm. Like you, I do not understand all the ins and outs of plumbing. I'm learning lots. I, I pick things up all the time. Um, you know, elect, electrical stuff. I pick a lot of stuff up just through experience, but it's not my, it's not my responsibility to be an expert in everything Mm -hmm. and, and not in my responsibility to be an expert in landlording or the residential tenancy act either. I mean, you need to know generally the understands the general laws, but it's, that's the rules and responsibility of your property manager. Unless of course, you know, you are doing your own property management, Mm -hmm. right? Then you should be an expert in it. Unless of course you are doing your own work on your properties. Then yes, you need to be, you know, a qualified electrician, plumber, uh, you know what I mean? Or whichever. If you're going to be installing flooring, you should probably understand flooring. But if, if you got a flooring person, then just let them deal with it. You just pick the color, right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to just check in the comments here just to see if that question did come up. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. Not a problem. Not a problem. Um, okay. Well, upcoming events. Oh, what's today? Friday? Yeah. Tomorrow, Tomorrow is the Agreement for Sale Workshop in Edmonton, um, hosted by Barry McGuire. So if you guys want to learn, we've talked a lot about it, but if you want to learn how to buy properties for little to no money down, with get, getting the seller to carry the financing, getting them to carry the mortgage, that's the course you need to go to. Lots of people I've seen in, in social and, 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 and have reached out to me and asked, and said, hey, is there another one coming up soon? Or is there another one coming up in Calgary? No. No. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's not my course. I help out. I've been, you know, I've been helping out for years with uh, Barry and Barry and Donna because agreement for sale happens to be one of my, well, it's, I'd say that's probably the thing that I understand most. That's, that's my expertise. Yeah. Um, but the last one they did was t- 2018. And uh, I think they try with, you know, forgetting COVID for a second and the big blip. Um, they try and do it once a year, but then they rotate cities. 
is, is from what I've seen They're Right. Um, you know, they'll do Cal Edmonton this year, then, then maybe they'll do Red Deer next year, then Calgary the next year. Um, they've done Vancouver. Um, and they'll, they'll kind of alternate that way. Um, so, yeah, it, it's not, not very often that they, they hold these courses. And, I mean, going in person is just so much better, in my opinion. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. So um, it's not too late. Actually, you know what? I was going to say. It actually might be it too might late. It might be too late, yeah. She she oversold. She didn't oversell. She she forgot <laughs> to turn registration off, and then yesterday she had, I guess she because the extra people were registered. She got another table, which left two spots left at that table, and that was yesterday. And then I saw someone sign up, so there might be one spot left. Maybe, maybe. And you know what? Like if you needed to, like, if you're on the fence and you're just like. Hey. I just wish it could be a little bit cheaper. Just send me a message. I can, I know people. <laughs> I can, I can take care of you. I can probably get you a discount code. So just reach out to me. Um, not too late in the day. I think Gabby and I, were going to probably head out um, in Edmonton around noon today. We got to be running around, check on some properties. And then uh, we're going to ideally, if you can feel better, go out for a nice dinner. And then uh, we're going to stay at the hotel there. So that way we can get up bright and early and and head right there in the morning. Mm -hmm. So pretty excited about that. Yeah. Mm. I need to kick this cough. <clears throat> yes, you do. Um, better you than me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want you to be sick and me to be like, okay, I'm taking on Wayne's role today at the course. Cause like you do a lot. I'm just kind of there to support <laughs> uh yeah it's it's funny though like you say that and that happens every single time and people ask me questions and then they'll ask me a question and i'll just be like uh uh and i'll be looking around the room gabby oh well yeah gabby. paperwork and stuff yeah well that's the majority <laughs> of the course though people want to know like um how do you fill in the paperwork you know how how does this get calculated what kind of forms like I, I it's just because I never I never do it. But the questions of like the what if questions and like the legal side of the questions and like the foreclosure side of the question that that stuff, that's my expertise. Also, I, I suppose. OK, maybe I do know a lot. Um, <laughs> getting people to say yes and how to find deals. That is my expertise as well. Um, I have I've got a, a particular set of skills. Um, I. I'm very good at finding people that would be perfect for it. And I'm also very good at um, building trust quickly, um, which I, I just learned we're going to be doing that segment. Um, I saw, the, I saw the, um, the agenda for Saturday mm -hmm. and we're going to be doing our building trust segment as well. So that's, that's a pretty important one. Um, in my opinion is, 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 and that's, that, that's for everything in real estate investing, but it, it applies to agreement for sales as well that, you know, um, how do I get someone to say yes? Well, yeah, you're sitting down with them for like maybe a 10 or 15, 20 minute conversation. And, and, you know, you understand all these concepts of seller financing and how do, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to carry the mortgage and title's going to stay in your name and I'm going to make payments to you and everything else. But when it comes time for them to say yes or no, have you had enough time to establish yourself to be the person that they would say yes to, right? Yeah. 
so we have a really good segment on that. So we're going to be, we're going to be doing that as well. I don't know if I told you about that or not. You did last night. Oh yeah. Okay. Perfect. So looking forward to that. <coughs> yeah, we got it. We got a kickback. <laughs> uh, other upcoming events. Uh, bah, 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 bah. October 2nd, we have a raising capital workshop. But that is exclusive to REI Masters uh, Mentors uh, Mentorship Program. So um, if you want to get in on that, you got to join REI Masters. Got to join the Mentorship Program. Uh, we had lots of people join this week, actually. Uh, three people joined this week? Yeah. Yeah. Three people took advantage amazing. of the, um, yeah. the amazing deal that they got the, the free AFS uh, workshop as well. Um, so happy about that. We had a great coaching call last night. Mm -hmm. Really great coaching call. Um, I felt really good about it afterwards. It was a really good topic. Yeah. It wasn't like we weren't like talking about like analyzing deals or numbers or anything like that. We were just talking about real shit. Yeah. And real shit that's preventing us from taking action. And um, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know. That's what I love to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Real shit. Yeah. I don't like analyzing deals. I know. <laughs> I, I, I like it as well. And I'll be honest, like some days, some days, like I'm on it and some days I'm not on it. Like the, the knowledge is there. The yeah. understanding is there, but yeah. sometimes just the words don't come out the way you want them to come out. Yeah, for sure. And, and even if the words do come out properly, you look at the other side of the room or you look at the people in front of you, it just doesn't quite click. Mm -hmm. Maybe the speed, the tone, it doesn't really quite click with people. But last night I could see the nods. Yeah. And it just felt like a really productive coaching session. Absolutely. Um, I was really happy about it. it. It made me sleep really well. Good. Yeah, I felt good about it. So, um, yeah, uh, October 2nd, we have the Raising Capital Workshop um, exclusive to the Master's Venture Program. And not, not to be rude and not to be, like, um, exclusive, but also October 22nd, we have another exclusive um, mastermind, uh, Introduction to Multifamily. We've got Chris Davies is going to be joining us and we're going to be doing an introduction to multifamily investing on October 22nd. So mm. uh, there are huge benefits to joining the mentorship program. We, we cram as much value yeah. in there as possible. The thing I love about that one on the 22nd is that it's going to be like mastermind interactive style instead of just like presentations and sitting back and listening. Mm. It's like getting involved, being a part of the conversation, asking the questions. Yeah. I prefer that too. Yeah. I, I don't like presenting. It's not that I don't like presenting, like I don't like, but I'd like, I like it to be interactive. Like you said, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I want people to hear something and then ask questions and say, okay, well, based on here's what my plan is, I'm planning on getting to this by this time. And at the same time, I also do this every day, right? I'm planning to get to this much cash flow in this much time. Um, but I also drive trains. How does that apply to me? How can I make this work for me? You know what I mean? So it's specific to you rather than just like reading, okay, here is cap rate. Here is, you know, tenant profile. Here is, you know, um, how often you need to repair your boiler. Eh, that kind of stuff's just like, it, it, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's good information, but it like, how can this apply to me? I think is much more valuable. That's October 22nd. Um, other than that, poor Gabby. We gotta get her better. You're on the you're on the mend though, right? 
Oh, absolutely. I feel way better. Um, it's just, as you know, when you're, when you start getting better and then like you have the lingering cough and all that kind of stuff, but I've been sleeping, which has been amazing. That's good. Yeah. Cause those first few nights I didn't get any sleep. Do you remember Leo? <laughs> yes, of course. Le- I remember Leo's going to be there tomorrow at the AFS workshop. So great. We're Looking forward to, to seeing hello. you, Leo. Hopefully. Yeah, I haven't seen Leo in a while. Yeah. No, I lie. I saw Leo recently at one of our meetups. I was going to say he's been. Oh, um, okay. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Was cause... it Calgary? Yeah. It was Calgary. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like I've seen him relatively recently too at one of the meetups. I just can't remember which was one. Was it Calgary? Um, I don't know if it was that one. I don't think it was Edmonton. Regardless, <laughs> um, I didn't get a chance to really talk with him. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to chit chatting with him, catching up, yeah. seeing how he's doing. Um, last, we talked with Leo. Leo had some big plans, but Leo is also a very busy guy. Yeah. Big job. Yeah. Uh, working remotely. Um, so I'm curious to see where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not afraid to give him a free kick in the ass if he's, because I remember <laughs> he had a plan. Time. He had a plan. <laughs> he came out to one of our reels and investing cabinet treats. Yes. And then I worked with him for a little while. And um, I really liked what he was proposing, not proposing, but like, I really like what he was planning. Yeah. And, um, I hope it's, I hope it's progressing. That's, that's nothing. Like I, I work with some people for short periods of time and then it's like, you know, naturally whatever, whether that be like a, you know, they got a different thing going on or the money or whichever else that's mm-hmm. totally fine. But then I'm, I'm still kind of like, you know, yeah. I'm kind of excited. Wanna know. I want to know how's it going. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the whole reason I do this thing. Yeah. I just want to see other people succeed, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to catch up with Leo to see what's going on there. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, there was a question here a little while ago. Uh, Ryan uh, was asking, any update on the Otwell flip? Would you share any of the feedback you've gotten on it so far? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. <clears throat> And I will never sugarcoat anything. Um, the viewing, the viewings have dried up. Yeah, we had um, <laughs> we had really great turnout to the open houses that were held. In fact, like the best that they've seen, record breaking. Yeah. Um, and lots of viewings in the first two weeks and yeah, it's definitely dried up. The feedback that we've gotten was almost all incredible. Perfect. 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 Very, very little negative feedback. The negative feedback came from mainly the neighbor's yard and them wondering like, because they, it's funny, they must spend all their time in the backyard because their backyard is like pretty nice, but the front yard is like, hasn't been mowed in a season. Yeah. (laughs) So they're like, does anybody live there? Is it vacant? Is there going to be rodents? Like that sort of thing. So anyways, uh, Liam head over there and knocked on the door and got her to mow her lawn, which was awesome. She's very receptive. Hired goon. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so incredible feedback, in fact. So it was really um, disheartening to to not have any real action on it. But um, we've definitely had a few things working against us. Uh, yeah. One being the market and the interest rates. Um, you all know kind of like where we're at in this really weird cycle. Yeah. Um, so that's been really tough to navigate. But also, um, 
and we've talked about this openly about the Otwell house. We've had a few specific things about the house itself working against us, some little quirks. Um, so f- for that, instance, that hasn't been the feedback though. Well, I mean, it's been a couple passing um, comments, nothing that w- would have probably would have stopped anybody, but I, I want to educate people on things to keep in mind when they're sure. buying houses. Um, so, and we knew this, we got, we got a good enough deal that we were okay with this. So it was things that it was risks that we were willing to take. But, um, so for those of you who have seen our Otwell flip, which was absolutely stunning, gorgeous. Um, when you walk in, we removed the big, um, closet, right? Like the, at the entryway closet to the right, when you walk in, um, because we had to open it up, there was no way we could have left it there. And so to compensate for that, we put a nice little, um, uh, seating area with hooks type of thing straight across from the door, mm-hmm. a beautiful little area, did a great job. It looks fantastic, but not having a front entrance is kind of a downfall. Like, especially like when I think about it, I'm like, our, our closet has so much stuff in it. So many jackets and shoes and umbrellas and like all that kind of stuff. So, um, that's a downside. Then um, when you go directly to the right, which is why we had to open it up, is um, a little dining area. So if you're, so when you think like we have three bedrooms up and two bedrooms down, it's a five bedroom house. Mm -hmm. So really a family, right? Mm -hmm. You're attracting a family. Um, They probably want to have a decent sized dining room table. And that area is really only appropriate for one of those like circle ones or the small squares. I mean, the great thing about tables these days is that they have nice big leafs and you can get a little table and extend it into a big table. But when people are out shopping and they have the table that they have and they're thinking about where their furniture is going to to fit, um, these are things that kind of make them go, "Mm, I don't know if this is the one. Right. Right. So these are the types of things that you need to be thinking about when you're looking at a house is you know, ARV is one thing. It's great. Yes, we we can get the ARV that we want for the neighborhood that it's in and the square footage that it is. But those little things decrease desirability. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, just just things to think about. I think the big thing right now for us is is um, the market, the interest rates and stuff. That is it. The yeah. uncertainty right now. Yeah, because someone asked, has there been any offers? No, no offers. Yeah. And, you know, when we purchased the property, the market was, was right at the top, yeah. right at the top and, um, really great deal looking very promising to go over market value. And then, um, interest rates started rapidly going up and it's really, it's really hard to predict something like that. And everyone can say, oh yeah, but the news was talking about it. The news was saying the news says all kinds of shit every day about things that could possibly happen. We've never seen this before. Yeah. We have never in the history of mortgage rates, as far as I can tell, find me find me an article that says otherwise. In the last hundred years, I don't believe that this has ever happened before. Yeah. Same thing in 2020. We've never had a government shut down the whole, the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> We've never had that happen before. And like, People would say like, oh, like, oh, it's terrible. And like, oh, should we, uh, I shouldn't invest anymore because this can happen. Well, I mean, like, how could anyone have ever seen that happen? We're, we're dealing with like, we're dealing with things that have never happened before. So they're, they're, they're hard to even predict. 
And with that, you can't just sit around playing what if your whole life, you have to, you have to make moves. And we made moves based off of, you know, our calculated risks. And there's enough of a spread there that we're fine. It is nerve wracking. It's, 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 it's stressful. This, this part of the, of the flip is actually the worst part. You get a, you get a little, you, you get to feel really good when you get your pictures done and everybody says, oh, wow, it's amazing. And then as soon as it goes in the market, you're like, ugh, now I got to deal with this shit again. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally it's just like constant, like stupid negative feedback. Like, I don't like the way that that bedroom is there. I wish that bedroom was over there or that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Or like, I wish that it wasn't a low slope roof. I wish that it was like, had more slope and you're like well that's the way it's fucking built it's like just yeah. calm down <laughs> like the, the feedback you get is just so dumb and it's just really like it but this one the feedback's been fantastic they love mm-hmm. everything about it and then no offer yeah and that what that tells me is that it's based off of the uncertainty as gabby said of, of the of the mortgage market <clears throat> or the that they're rates. yeah or that you know they're <clears throat> they're viewing a bunch of houses probably in various um price ranges mm-hmm. and and deciding to go lower based on rates being higher exactly right? well that while well, there so a lot of people are getting priced out now yeah so that normal five hundred thousand um, dollar house um, based on people's income incomes now they can only qualify for whatever 375 which is that's another thing right there so um you know, our, our realtor did reach out to us and ask us, Hey, are we looking at a price adjustment? What do you want to do? And I said, let's just chill out for a sec <laughs> because originally, um, we were going to list it at 525. That's where it should have been listed at. Yeah. And, and probably land around like a 510 kind of, kind of thing. Right. But we just got decided and we were advised on doing a 499 because 499, you're going to get a lot more traction, which we did. Yeah. And you're going to get a lot, hopefully put a multiple offer in place so that way it just moves quickly. And I'm like, uh, okay, fine. We got a lot of stuff against us right now. Let's, let's, let's get multiple, you know, offers. That's let's get traction. <clears throat> well, then we didn't, we got the traction. We didn't get the offers. So me lowering the price does not, in my opinion, even if I lowered it from 499 to 475, which is fucking dramatic. Yeah. I do not believe it's going to change um, how people feel about the property. Now, if you get down to 450, I feel like that might make a difference. Yeah. But I'm not throwing $50,000 of my profit away. No. So that's just not going to happen. So what you need to do is you just need to be patient. I'm not crying. I'm not ready to, to offload this quite yet. It's been probably three weeks now. I think it's been three weeks, maybe coming up on four. Um, but I, 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 there's another property on the, the next street adjacent, which is like a very similar property. That one's listed a little bit higher. And it's, it's been on the market for 60 days. So uh, we might just have to ride it out. Yeah. If we get another interest rate bump in October, I, I do believe that this is really going to affect us. But I know this is temporary. <laughs> I know that this is a, this isn't going to last forever. I know that they have a reason for doing this. I'm not an economics expert, but I have a, a, a very good feeling it's my belief that this is only to curb the Ontario and BC markets that are out of control. I think that's what I believe they're trying to do as well. Obviously the whole inflation thing and everything else, there's a lot of things involved, 
but if the the purpose forgetting you know about inflation if the purpose is to to lower prices in those markets it's not going to affect us because we're already very low right mm -hmm. so eventually um things will reverse and it will um it will go back down and level out somewhere in the middle and at that point there is going to be a huge amount of buyers who have not been buying for the last six to eight months huge amount of buyers that have just like just natural you know yeah. people turn 20 people turn 30 and then they buy houses like there's just a a normal buyers you know um a flow of buyers that come through just you know through as they age and um i feel like there's gonna be a lot of those buyers coming through and there's gonna be a huge demand for it uh we're just in a really bad spot we're in a really bad pocket we've got two more properties that are going on the market next week another one in a few weeks <laughs> windows are delayed these 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 three properties should have been listed in in the middle of august yeah and like it's really bothering me because now they're just keep creeping closer and closer and closer into the fall yeah but anyways yeah that's what's going on there um you know how do you guys react you need to take that into consideration you need to make sure that you have a very good spread right now just yeah. for the next six months and then just watch just watch and see you can't time the market i I could tell you that for free. You cannot time the market. Um, but knowing where we're at right now, you do have some information. Um, it might be a good time just to take a step back and make sure that you got really good spreads in the event that you do need to drop it. In the event that it needs to sit on the market for three months, just make sure that you got the money for, the, to, for it to sit on the market for three months. But I find that buying in late winter this year, it's going to be a really good opportunity for spring. Um, if spring is good which I don't offer that kind of advice, but that's my belief. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Pete's got a question. Yeah. Do you want to read it? I just read it. Yeah. Um, Pete has a rental question. I have a tenant on a fixed term lease ending September 30th, but I have not been able to get a hold of the tenant via text, email, or calls. I've left <clears> a <throat> note to have him call me as soon, call me as well. This is completely out of character for this person. I've advised that I need a signed lease agreement. Tenant is possibly out of town working. What can I do in this situation? So lease ends in eight days, seven days. Yes. Um, okay. See, this is one of those, um, we talk a lot about why we do certain things. Um, our communications agreement is, is, is for, um, it's for many different reasons why we have a communications agreement. And in that agreement, it says that all communication is through email mm -hmm. and they sign it. And then we can use that in, if we ever go to the RTDRS and they say, well, you only emailed them and, and they say, oh, I never read the email. Well, here it is. All of our communications is through email and you sign that. So that's how we. And you have previously communicated with us about other, all the other things via email. Yeah. So it is no excuse to say that I never got it. Um, so I'm assuming that what, what, well, I guess what, what I'm, he didn't say that I don't want to renew with them. Pete. No, he's trying to renew with them. Trying to renew yeah, with them. Yeah, he needs a signed lease. Um, then what I would recommend is sending, well, you don't have the communications agreement. So you can send it in an email, but also what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to write up a letter with a letterhead signed, signed by you in an envelope and post it on the door with 
an ultimatum or a deadline saying that if we do not receive, um, if we cannot sign a lease, uh, you know, if we cannot sign a lease agreement by this date, whatever, September 28th, um, please know that we will not be renewing your lease and you are to be, you know, to leave the premises by this time on this date as per your lease. Yeah. Because the last thing you want is to him to not respond and then he just keeps staying. Which could happen if he's out of town and, you know, working remote and doesn't check his email because most people outside of our industry don't check fucking emails. Uh, no one's no one's reading emails. It's 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 they read emails at work. Um, it's very likely he just like he's on rotation and he might have forgot about it. Um, but and he doesn't. Maybe he just forgot that his lease ends. It could just be that's why. Obviously, we try and reach out to our tenants like like 60, 45 days before. Normally in the, in the second last month, in the middle of the month, we send them a, a, a lease renewal, just stating that, Hey, um, here is what we're offering to, um, for your next lease. Um, please accept it by, um, August 27th, um, or 28th. And if, uh, we don't hear back from you, then, uh, we will not be renewing the lease and we will start showing the unit starting September 1st. And uh, please know that we will always be giving 24 hour notice for showings. We ask that you please keep the, you know, the unit nice and clean and presentable for people coming through. So that's, that's what our normal practice is. Um, at this point, yeah, I would start planning for a new tenant. Um, shoot, I was going to add something. Go ahead. I've been patiently waiting. Sorry. There's lots of there things. Was, there that... was a point I was going to make and then I... <laughs> Okay, so first of all, um, you know, you said that you've tried to contact all these different ways. You've even gone and left a note. Um, a couple of things. Sure, they could be working out of town or they could be dead in the bathroom. Um, so I would issue today a 24-hour notice of inspection. Post it on the door because obviously they're not responding to you. So go post it on the door and get in there tomorrow to yeah. see what's going on. Is somebody there? Are they not there? Is somebody alive? Is somebody dead? Is it just empty house? Um, go see what is going on in your property. You need to know that. Yeah. So do that today. And I'm not joking. Like, yeah. do that. <laughs> if you don't have somebody to go do that for you, um, or if you're not able to go do that, get somebody to go do it for you. Call up Wilson. There you go. Wilson has a service. He can go do that for you. Um. <clears throat> Aside from that, if, if if the house is empty and it appears he's away working and, um, you know, you're just not able to get in touch, don't, if if there's no communication until the end, the first of the month comes around, don't accept rent. If you accept rent, then your lease has gone month to month. If you have not signed a lease and you accept rent on the first, your lease has now gone month to month. So don't, if there's no communication and they send rent on the first, do not accept it. If they don't send rent and they don't contact you and you go knock on the door on the first at noon, if that's when your lease ends and nobody answers and nobody's stuff has been removed and, and everybody's, you know, still seemingly living there, issue an eviction notice. Mm -hmm. 
So then issue your eviction notice. Um, I don't think you need an eviction notice on October 1st because they've overstayed. Yeah, I was go going to say, to yeah, I was going to, I was just about to redact that and say, actually don't, because it's not like you need to give them 14 days to pay rent or something. No, so you're not won't. renewing their lease. Um, go straight to the RTDRS. Um, I would, in. I would get all your stuff together to, to file on the first so that you can, you, if you go there at noon and there and nobody's there and nobody's moved out, you can hit the submit button on the thing, um, get your, your date sent to you within the next, whatever, 24 hours, however long it takes to, to send them and go post it on the door. So in this situation, why I'm saying go to these extremes, don't accept rent, issue eviction, like all these things is because if you don't deal with it in the appropriate way, you're going, you're going month to month or something's going to happen where they're overstaying. And, and then you yeah, got to yeah. give them 90 days notice yeah. and all that other, it goes, it, it goes from fixed term tenancy to month to month tenancy, which is to completely different rules. Um, um, Pete, or, so he says, how can you not accept rent that is e-transferred? So if you're on automatic deposit, um, <laughs> turn it off <laughs> right now. There you go. I would, I would just, um, turn off that feature <laughs> of automatic deposit. Uh, we don't have that for our rental, um, payments. So I would turn that off so that you can decline the rent and I would physically decline it and, yeah. and tell them I'm not accepting rent. You have not resigned a lease. You are essentially being evicted because we could, we didn't get this. The lease is over. Yeah. Fixed term leases yeah. are fixed. And when the lease is up, that is it. Um, Amanda asked, do you recommend auto deposit for rent payments then? Uh, no, no. No, she says, do you recommend against auto deposit? Oh, yeah. gotcha. Um, not necessarily. Like auto deposit is great. Then you don't need to spend time depositing rent. But I think that if you know you have a situation coming up, such as Pete's, which isn't a normal situation to be in, then turn it off. <clears throat> True. Yeah. So. Um, we, 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 I said something earlier in the show, and I just want to reiterate it. Um, you don't need to be an expert in all of this stuff if you're not a property manager or if you're if you're not doing property management. But if you are, you need to know all of this stuff, as Gabby's saying. You need to know not to accept rent. Because if you accept rent, you automatically go to a month to month. That's just like a rookie mistake that a lot of people make early on. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, well, their lease wasn't uh you know, the lease was ending and they said they only needed a couple of months. So I just let them keep uh, sending me rent for the next couple of months until they were ready to, you know, until their house was built. Well, what you just did there is you put yourself in a vulnerable position and you probably heard this a few times, but like most people recommend not going month to month because it's not as favorable to, um, landlord. to landlords. See, fixed term leases are favorable to both parties. It's, it's fair. But month to month is not in favor of the, the landlord. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And the <laughs> rules are different. So again, like if you guys are planning on being the landlord, you got to understand the Residential Tenancy Act. I had a guy send me a message yesterday, a guy I used to coach. And um, he had asked a question. Um, pull it up here, see if I can remember what it was. I do have one other thing to say about this situation. Um, very, very similar. He said um, it was in regards to uh, viewing the property. Um, can you write it down? Uh, it was in regards to viewing the property. Can I view the property? Uh, if it ends in October, October 31st, can I view the property in September? 
And I said, no, you have to wait till the last 30 days before you can request to show the property. Oh, okay, cool. And so in the last month, do I need to give them notice? Yes, you need to give them 24 hour notice. Okay, what if they don't respond or they say no? Well, if they don't respond, you post on the door. Okay, you do need their, their not, not their consent, but you need, you need to confirm that they've received it. So the, the only, if they don't confirm they received it through email, the 24 hour, you know, um, entry notice, then you need to post it on the door at least 24 hours before. Um, and then can they refuse me? No, they cannot refuse you. But I mean, physically, if they stop you from it, then it's going to be difficult. But when I explained all this to him, the exact same, what I said was, um, it's section 23. It's section 23 in the Residential Tenancy Act. And I know when you look at the Residential Tenancy Act, it is a whole 64 pages. But if you go to the table of contents, there is, there are 75, um, 75, you know, different sections of it. But for the most part, you're only dealing with the first 40 or so. Landlord's remedies, repudiation of tenancy, termination for substantial breach by landlord, termination for substantial breach by tenants, um, where premises are occupied by sur sur uh, surviving spouse or partner, termination of tenancy for damage or assault, abandoned goods, recovery of damages, notice to vacate, order for recovery of possession, requirements uh, respecting eviction, notice to vacate, tenants remedies, like all of this stuff, it's very clear. So if you're wondering, um, can I enter this place? Well, I look at section 23, entry of premises. <laughs> yeah, premises. And I'm going to go down to entry to premises, which is section 23. Where are you? I'm going to go down and I'm just going to read through the options that are in here. It's very easy to figure out. Okay, here we are. Section 23. A landlord is entitled to enter the residential premises. This is rented by the landlord without consent or notice if the landlord has reasonable grounds to believe that an emergency requires the landlord to enter the premises or the tenant has abandoned the premises. Okay. A landlord is entitled to enter the residential premises uh, rented by the landlord without consent, but after notice to the tenants. So this is where um, the first one was that if they do not need to, um, to, to get notice from you, the second part is that they, they you do need to sorry you do need to give proper notice. Um, and then this one is to inspect the state of repairs of the premises. So that's your quarterly inspections to make repairs to the premises. Well, that's your right. It's your property. You your responsibility. Your responsibility to repair it. To take necessary steps to control pests in the premises to ensure that the premises meets standards in that regard that are required under the law enforced in Alberta. So basically your Alberta health and safety laws um, for the purpose of showing the premises, whether directly or through a real estate broker to prospective purchasers or mortgagees of the premises. So if you need an appraisal um, or if you're selling the property to show the premises to prospective tenants after a landlord or tenant has served notice of termination of a periodic tenancy or during the, or during the last month of a fixed term tenancy. Bam, right there. Section 23, Part C. It's right there. Didn't take me very long. I showed you how to get to the table of contents. You go down there and bam, that says it right there. You can show it to tenants in the last month of a fixed term tenancy. 
a landlord is not entitled to enter residential premises. Here it is. When am I not allowed to enter? It's right there. <coughs> 23.4. A landlord is not entitled to enter residential premises under subsection 3 unless the notice is served on the tenant at least 24 hours before the time of entry. Okay. You got to serve it at least 24 hours before. The, and, and by the way, if you scroll back up the table of contents, it will also tell you what is, um, what is satisfactory um, uh, notice? What 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 is the sorry? Let me try and put my words back together. But um, what do they deem satisfactory for a proper notice? Right? You can't just like send them an email or send them a text or something like that. There there are rules to make sure that you properly notify them. Right? And typically, on the door is the best one because there's no disputing it. You literally walk through that door every day. Um, the The rules for that changed during you know the pandemic, where they were allowing people to email and certain, and it's still kind of available, but it's not. So look into the rules what they currently are. But you know proper notice, you know there are rules for that as well. Um, a landlord is not entitled to enter a residential premises under subsection three unless the entry is made on a day that is not a holiday, except that the landlord may enter on a Sunday if the tenant's day of religious worship is not a Sunday and the tenant has provided the landlord with a written notice of that day. So if the tenant tells you, hey, Wednesdays is when I pray and that's my religious belief, you cannot go in on Wednesdays, but they have to write you written notice. It's all the rules right here. The tenant's day of religious worship, if that day is not a Sunday and the tenant has provided, okay, I already got that. Um, the entry must be between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. There's another rule right there. And, oh, here we go. Perfect. Part five. A notice under subsection three must be in writing, be signed by the landlord or the landlord's agent, state the reason for the entry. You have to have a reason. And name a date and time of entry that comply with subsection four. The date and time of entry referred to in subsection five may be expressed as a period of time of reasonable duration, which must begin and end at specified times. I am going in on September 24th between 3 and 4 p.m. You have to give them a set time, and that needs to be reasonable. You can't take the whole fucking afternoon. Mm -hmm. I'm going in between 3 and 4 p.m. or 3 and 3.30 p.m. on September 24th to inspect the current state of repairs. I am going in on October 1st between 5 and 6 p.m. to show prospective tenants the suite. Mm -hmm. It's all very clear. And I've checked off everything. But that's it right there. That is Section 23. That's all. And Section 24 is locks and security devices. So it goes through all of the, you know, can I have a smart lock? Can I have a key for it? You know, um, etc. Can I change the locks? Can they change the locks? All those things. If you guys want to know these things, it's all right here. There's sections for all of it. And I, and I'm, I'm sorry, I made you wait there, Gabby, but I thought this is very important because I go into landlord community groups on Facebook and they, they ask dumb, they ask, sorry, they're not dumb questions. They ask ignorant questions. Mm -hmm. They ask ignorant questions and they get ignorant answers from amateur landlords. And you know what I do every single time? I copy the fucking link for the residential tenancy act mm -hmm. and I say, read the act. Don't ask people on the internet. It's right there. And it doesn't take very long, you know, 
a few, a few, you know, before bed or like, you know, when you're waiting in the doctor's office or something like that, just start skimming through it and trying to figure out how it all works and where everything is. I don't remember all of it, but I know that it's saved in my phone that if I ever need to check, it's very easy to find out. And that is your responsibility as a landlord. You need to understand, understand your responsibilities and obligations as a landlord. And you also need to understand what your tenants are obligated to do as well. Mm-hmm. And if you do that all properly, you will never lose in court ever, 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 ever lose. But if you accidentally go and change locks when you're not supposed to change locks and a tenant goes and files, you know, a hearing against you and you're like, oh, I didn't know. Well, yeah, you're going to lose that hearing because you, you didn't read the rules, right? Yeah. Sorry. No, that's great. Um, the thing that I was going to say, and I know that, um, when you did mention it very briefly, when you were, um, when you were talking about the situation, um, of Pete's, but I wanted to go back and reiterate it. And, um, the thing you had mentioned is that, you know, usually when, when dealing with renewals, you should be starting the renewal process, um, at least 60 to 90 days in advance. Mm -hmm. And anybody who doesn't do this go into your calendar now and set up reminders for each of your tenants 90 days before their end of their lease as a reminder for you to reach out to them with a renewal. And um, I know in Pete's situation, um, he did state in the comments here that um, this particular tenant, they've been doing six-month renewals. So eh, three months into a six-month renewal, are you going to reach out for the next one? Probably not. You're going to probably wait until a little bit sooner. But I would be dealing with it at least very bare minimum 45 days in advance. And if you started that process 45 days in advance and it's now one week prior to the end of the lease and there's been zero communication, you could have addressed it a lot sooner. So, you know, when two weeks went by and they are, yeah, when two weeks went by and they still haven't responded, you're now at the beginning of September and you could have started just advertising and showing. And then I'm sure the tenant at some point would have been like, no, 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 you're not showing it. I want that renewal. You know what I mean? So there could have been a process that would have been started much earlier on, um, which hopefully could have helped the situation. I don't know when you started trying to do the renewal. I don't know what, you know, as you said, this is out of character for them. But even, you know, for whatever's been working for you guys previously, it's always a good idea to put protective things in place like starting at 45 days in advance, even if it's something that you guys have been like negotiating much sooner. Mm -hmm. So just those types of things to really cover you and make sure that you're not left on September 23rd, whatever day it is, um, going, shoot, am I going to have a vacancy? Am I going to have an eviction? Am I going to have, you know, when really this whole month you should have been advertising. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you don't already, and this is to everybody, not just Pete, go in and add reminders for the end of each of your tenants leases so that you remember to reach out to them. And just since we're on the topic, something that I really like doing with renewals, and I'll I'll talk about why the 60 to 90 days for a second. So 60 is my bare minimum. If I'm really freaking busy and I just can't get to it and I leave it until the 60 day mark, it's fine. But 
60 days is usually when the tenant starts to go like, oh, shoot, the well, a responsible tenant goes, shoot, mm-hmm. the end of my lease is coming up. I should start looking for a place. I really hate my landlord or I really, this place isn't working for us. I hate my neighbors. You know, whatever it is, they know, like if they've been hanging on being like, oh my God, I can't wait for the end of my lease. Yeah. Um, they've been They've been waiting. So 60 days is usually when they're starting to look. So I like to catch people in that 90 day where they haven't really started to think about it. And then I dangle a renewal saying that if you if you renew this with me now, I'm going to give you a week or two to think about it. But if yeah. you renew your lease with me now, I'm going to keep your rent as it is. So this is a situation where I don't need to do an increase. Yeah. I want to keep them. They've been good tenants. I'll keep their rent as is. So if you renew with me right now, um, I'm going to keep your rent as is. You've been a great tenant, um, but I need this signed in the next week or two. So let me know right away. If you decide not to do this renewal right away, and um, you know it's something you want to address closer to the end of the lease. Um, just know that there will be a rent increase, just to keep things, you know, where the market is and yada yada. We've had increases here and there, so it's to tell them, you know what, if we just secure this right now, we'll keep it as is. Yeah. But if we wait until closer to, this is what your increase is going to be. So it it tempts them into taking that early renewal, and now you've early on secured another year onto your lease. Right. So that's why I like to do the the 90 days. Um, but again, like I said, if you've waited until the 60 days and they've already been like thinking like, oh, maybe we'll start to look. Like even if maybe they are happy, but they're like, let's just see what's out there. We've been here for a couple of years. Let's see, you know, what yeah. the market's like. If they've already started to look and seen places that are tempting them, you've kind of lost them. Yeah. So now they're like, ah, oh, I don't know. Maybe we will move. Maybe we won't. And you've 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 lost that upper edge that you had on them. Yeah. It's a good strategy. It makes things easy for us too. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'd really, how come you're not trying to raise your rents? I mean, you got an opportunity to raise your rents. Raising rents is, is fine and dandy, but keeping tenants and keeping them for another year is keeping much good better. tenants is yeah. much better. I, I, even half, half, half good tenants. Well, I think you regret one of those decisions. Oh, give, <laughs> give me a break. I, I say that because vacancies suck. Yeah, and they can be expensive. They suck. Dealing with, you know, trying to find new people and you're like, oh God, I really wish this last person would have just stayed. Because it's, it's, you know, waiting and, you know, meeting people and people not showing up and, you know, um, asking dumb questions and, you know, the person, the previous person moved out, but they didn't clean it properly. So you got to hire a cleaner. It's time time and energy. And if you are an investor playing landlord, these are big distractions for you. These are big distractions, energy consumers, time consumers that prevent you from going out and doing the things that you should be doing, which is like raising a few hundred thousand dollars for your next property. So you're going to be tying yourselves up for the next 30 to 45 days, full time, pretty darn you know, just trying to find tenants and organizing repairs and stuff like that. When honestly, it might just be better just to keep the other person. And, you know, there's a potential that it might sit vacant too. Might sit vacant for a month because they moved out on the first and you couldn't find someone until the end of that month. So now you've got a month of vacancy. How much are you losing? Um, You know, you're losing $1,200 in that unit because there's, there's no rent coming in. Well, what if you had just kept the rent the same Then You wouldn't have lost that. 1200 bucks, but you lost 1200 bucks to make an extra hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Okay. Think about that for a second. 
you wanted that person to move out or you wanted to increase their rent by a hundred bucks so you can get an extra 1200 bucks next year. But when they moved out and you tried to raise the rent by a hundred bucks, you at the same time lost 1200 bucks worth of rent that month. If you didn't fill it. If you yeah. didn't fill it. So it's six and a half dozen. You tried to make an extra 1200 bucks, but you lost 1200 bucks in, in, in the whole process. And created a lot more work for yourself. You and had to advertise, lot. you had to show, you maybe had to hire a cleaner in if they didn't clean well enough, you had to get some repairs done. Yeah. So you created a job for yourself for several weeks, plus gained zero additional profit. So my perspective on that would be to, I want to keep that tenant for as much as, for as long as possible. Because my time, and you're going to learn this as you grow, your time is worth significantly more than the money. Okay? Significantly more. So in a lot of those cases, I'm willing to say, hey, let's throw them a $500 visa to resign. Let's give them $600. Let's give them, let's lower their rent by 50 bucks. And everyone's like, well, why would you lower their rent? Because I want them to stay. Because if I lower their rent by 50 bucks, I lose 600 if they move out and I have a month of vacancy, I lose 1200 See? If they stay and I lose 600 I don't have to, with that, with that route, I don't have to <coughs> hire a cleaner and do a walkout inspection and do walk-in inspections and show it to 20 people and deal with all that nonsense. Credit reports and crappy credit reports. Pay someone to show it. Pay someone to show it or me driving 45 minutes for each one and people don't show up or they message me 10 minutes before saying, hey, no, I found another place. Sorry. Huge energy consumption, a consumer. <clears throat> Fucking vampires. So yeah, I, I'd prefer people stay longer personally. I want you guys to think about that today. And think about, you know, is that $600 really worth it to you? Um. Back on the topic of landlording, before we finish, do you have something to... There was just one little quick, easy question that Please. was asked that hadn't gotten answered. Sure. Um, Wilson had said, what if the person wants to um, or needs to stay for just an additional 15 days? Would you write an extension of the lease for that? We just had and this happen. And we just had that happen. Yeah. And yes, we did write an extension. Um, just a, a one page addendum stating that, um, it's been extended for, well, in this situation, actually we rolled the dice. No, no. Well, okay. they, they needed an additional 15 days, but we, um, we stated that's fine, but you need to pay for the whole month because it's hard to fill a mid month vacancy. Mm -hmm. So they agreed to pay for the entire month. So we technically extended it for a month, but told them that if we filled it, um, we would reimburse you prior to the end of the month. Like, so if he moved out on the 14th and we filled it on the 18th, we would reimburse it for the amount of days that we had it filled. Yeah. Cause we, yeah. I mean, if we do that for him, then we lose 15 days. Yeah. Um, cause no one wants to move in on the 15th. Yeah. Or if they do, it's normally expected that the, the partial month will be free at the beginning of a, of a tenancy. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I wanted to, to close out with today is and I'm glad we got on the topic of landlording and I'm glad, you know, I went through the, the RTA, the Residential Tenancies Act. Um, what I'd like to see more of, if, these, if, if, if you found this valuable and this is something you're planning on playing landlord or you are playing landlord, rather than going to Al 
heard a whatever what, some landlord page or asking your friends or calling in and 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 putting questions in the the masters group the free masters group what i'd recommend going forward is if you have any questions of anything landlord related bring them to the show okay and rather than answering them for you guys going forward i'm going to pull out the residential tenancies act and i'm going to show you where to find it okay because you can give a man a fish, right? Yeah. But what I want to do is I want to teach you how to fish. Okay. It's almost like I'm enabling bad behavior. You know what I mean? Or bad practices, not bad behavior, bad practices. What we should be doing is learning how to find it ourselves. Or at the very least, learning how to be more comfortable around the Residential Tenancy Act. Right? Because I can understand that 64 pages can be a little overwhelming the first time you look at it. I look at it now and she's like, okay, it's probably somewhere around here. Okay, what would it fall under? Would it fall under notice of entry? Yeah, it should be under there. Okay, cool. Go down to there. It's one page. No, it's not in there. Okay, let's go back to the table of contents and figure out where it is. But once you know where to look and you've done it a few times, it's very easy to, to, to reference very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then it's to the point where, you know, you're not going to ask me anymore. You're going to have it saved in your phone. You open it up really quickly and you go, you know, not control find, but... There's a find function on your phone and you just type in the letters of entry and it says seven matches and you go through the seven matches, bam, found it. That's how I found it the first time. Now, the only reason I knew it was, sub, uh, it was section 23 was because I happened to type in entry because I wanted to find it faster for this guy. Now I know it's 23. So like I just have, like it, it was fresh in my mind today, Yeah. but I don't memorize all the sections and stuff. What I normally do is I go to find. Mm-hmm. And I type in the keyword and there's normally three or four of those keywords and I find the section. And I'm like, oh, bam, there it is. Mm-hmm. You don't need to read through it, do all the table of contents. If you have a PDF, just hit find. Yeah. So I want to teach you guys how to use it, right? Not so that you stop bothering me, but so that you are able to be, to, to be able to look for yourself, right? And while you're doing that, you're going to learn lots. And when you learn lots, you can help other people, right? And you can answer those questions for those people. And you can start being, you know, you can start contributing more in those groups. People are going to think you're a genius. <laughs> do you like, do you, do you know that like people reach out to Gabby and I on a regular basis asking if we will do a coaching call to talk about evictions or talk about how to get rid of tenants or like talk about how to, you know, how to fill, you know, how, how do I properly, you know, do this? Because they think that we're experts. We're not experts. I'm just really good at using find on my phone. That's it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bullshit you guys. Like it's, I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to show you how to be an expert so that that way, you know, when you could be an absolute rock star in these groups and people are going to be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want to work with this person. They're an expert on the Alberta residential tenancies act. <laughs> no, it's, you just, you're just not ignorant because you're, you're, you're willing to actually go and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And people find that valuable. And that is how you attract joint venture partners, right? For the longest time, a lot of our content on social media was all around um, landlord tenant stuff. We're not, I didn't write the fucking thing. I just know how to look at it, right? And I want you guys to be able to do that too. So going forward, you know, feel free. Feel free to, to, to bring questions on the morning show. We will answer them for you. But we're also going to show you where to find them. Okay, so that way you guys can get more comfortable with it too. Awesome. We'll see a whole bunch of you tomorrow at the Agreements for Sale course here in Edmonton. Mm-hmm.
for the rest of you. Have a great weekend. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 